Welcome to the Color and Chaos podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in today. My name is Jonah and I'm coming to you from Macomb, Michigan. The intro is a little different uh, this week. Um, I didn't really feel like putting in the uh, the normal um, intro music and, and everything. Um, this episode, to be honest with you, I usually record on Tuesday, Tuesday evenings. Um, but last night I came here, I, I pretty much knew what it was I was going to talk about for this week. So I come here, I sit exactly right here. I'm looking at kind of like my notes. I'm looking at the passages that I was going to read and everything. And I sit here, I start recording, right? So I record the intro, but then something just seems off. So I, I pause it, I stop. I'm like, all right, Lord, you know, like you got to help me. <laughs> and this isn't, this isn't, this, this happens a lot, you know, a lot of times that I sit down, I try to record and, and this is not coming. And so I tried it again and I was recording for a little bit. Then I just stopped. I was like, something seems off. So again, I stopped. I kind of just like looked back at my notes and prayed and I still felt like something was off. So I, I said, okay, well, you know, I, I, I got to record this because if I don't record it tonight, then it won't be out by Wednesday. And, um, and, you know, I want to honor what I feel like, Lord, you, you've called me to do. And so I sit down, try to record again, and it's still like a wall. And so I, I, I get off, I, I stop, I say, okay, Lord, like, I don't know what's going on. So I just kind of get down on my knees, like right here, if you're watching. I get down and I'm just praying. I'm like, all right, Lord, like, I, I feel like you're stirring something within me, but I don't know, necessarily know what. It's not like I'm afraid. It's not like I'm you know, not wanting to do this, Lord, you know my heart, but you know, what is it that you're, why, why are you kind of blocking this right now? And as I was just kind of sitting there, kneeling turned to laying. And as I was laying, I was still praying. I was like, God, you got to help me. And all that I can come up with in that moment was that I felt like the Lord was putting on my heart to just go and spend time with him. What proceeded to happen was just a time of worship. It was just a time, me and the Lord, no other agenda but just filling a, a pool within my spirit. And I said, okay, Lord, like I just want to respond to that. And I'm not saying this to, to, to boast or to, to lift me up or make me seem more spiritual than, than what I am or anything like that. That is not my attention at all. The attention of me sharing all of that is that we have a God who at any moment can alter our plans. He has, he has a complete authority to, to shift our hearts, to, to help us see something that we're not seeing or to, to rest when we're not resting. And it, it's so crazy because what I wanted to talk to you today about is it's kind of like the topic of uh, inconvenience, when the Lord inconveniences us. And um, there's, a, there's a word, if you're looking at the name of this episode or you saw it, uh, the word is pivot. And it's so ironic that I'm sitting here, I'm, I'm planning to talk about when the Lord can interrupt us, and the Lord does exactly that. And even though it was kind of weird, you know, getting, getting done and spending time with him and, and feeling like he's like, okay, John, I just want you to go to bed. Like, I don't even want you to try to record. At that time, it was like midnight last night. And he's like, I just want you to go to bed. So I, I just crawled into bed and, and, and fell asleep. And, and it was, and, and be honest with you, it was weird. I felt... I felt a part of me just being like, oh, you know, what the heck? What about the podcast? You know, what about getting an episode out by Wednesday? You know, and, but then I, the, what gave me peace was the reality that I, I was obedient. I knew at the end of the day I was obedient. And so I am recording this Wednesday in the morning 
before I have to go for work. And so I am so completely just um, humbled. I'm excited. I am truly looking forward to this week's episode. I'm looking forward to um, just being able to have a conversation with you, just have a heart to heart with you. And um, no matter if this is your first time, if you're jumping on this podcast for the very first time, and maybe you saw a link sent out, or maybe you were referred to this by a friend or someone that you love, or maybe you just stumbled across it, no matter how you became a part of this, it truly is a complete honor that you are here. And my prayer is that this will meet you in a real and relevant way. And so whether you're joining in on um, Spotify, on iHeartRadio, on the Apple Podcast or Google Play Music Store, or even just online, whether you're watching, if you're watching, we, we have this in, in, in um, video form as well, whether you're watching on YouTube or you're watching on Facebook or it's parts on Instagram, I, I don't know how you are partaking in this, but at the end of the day, you are here and I am a firm believer that it's not by accident. And so real quick, I want to kind of go over what the heartbeat of color and chaos is. I know I've already talked for, you know, about five minutes, six minutes so far um, about my heart. But at the end of the day, color and chaos is not a dump. It's not a, a sermon. It's, it's not anything else but just a, a cry from my heart that I know that it's in the times of uncomfortability, of hardship, of trials within my life. I know it's within those times that... When, when I sit down, I, I want to do everything I can to numb myself and run away from that which is making me uncomfortable. And I feel like that's not just me, but that's every single one of us on this planet. That each and every one of us, we, we have this inclination when we go through chaos to run away from it or to numb ourselves from it. Because in the, in the trials, in the chaos, it's, it's uncomfortable. But color and chaos exists as a cry because I know that I can look back on the exact same things that I wanted to run away from then. I can look back with 2020 vision and say, you know what, Lord, those were so important. And those chaoses were catalysts to make me more not only into your image, but grow me as a man and grow me as a follower of you. And so everything that you see is just the work in progress that God is working within me. And I pray that you can identify as well that you are a work in progress as well. And there is nothing that we can do that is not redeemable. There is nothing that we can do that is not forgivable. There is nothing that we can do that God does not just desire to take our hearts and mold it into such a beautiful color, even out of the most ugliest of chaoses. But at the end of the day, it's a response. We have to choose him. And so my prayer is that we will choose him today, no matter what you are going through. So all that to say, very long introduction. I cut the music just so I could be able to talk with you. And then I feel like cutting the music made me talk more. But at the end of the day, I would be honored to pray for you. And I would love to jump into this week's episode. Again, it's not by accident you are here. And I am pumped to see what the Lord does with us. So here, let's pray. Lord God, just thank you so much for who you are, Lord. And then at, at the end of the day, it might be hard right now through all of the hurt and the pain and the confusion and all the unknown situations that those that are listening or watching this are going through. And even myself is going through right now in this crazy, irrational season that we are going through, what it feels like. But Lord, at the end of the day, we also, I also right now, Jesus, we thank you for what you are doing because we know that when the enemy is, is scheming to still kill and destroy us from the inside out, 
Lord, you have a plan of redemption that you have been proving throughout time, throughout centuries, throughout all of the chaos, throughout mankind, throughout human history. Lord, you are always planning to redeem what the enemy meant for evil. Lord, you alone can use for good. And so that is that is my prayer. That is our prayer. Lord, even if there is somebody that is listening or watching this that not yet is a true follower of you, that they haven't yet had a moment where they've asked you to be Lord of their life and they've surrendered control over this gift of life that they possess. Lord, even if there's somebody listening and watching this that not yet is a follower of you, Lord, I am so excited that they are here. And I know, Lord, that you will bless them for being able to lay down their walls and just open up their heart, even if it's for just a sliver of a moment. So Lord, I just pray for a blessing for those that are listening and watching this. And so we want to give this episode to you. Thank you for this time we have together. And it's in your name we pray and we surrender. Amen. Amen. One of the things that I felt like the Lord brought to my head that I would not have talked about if it wasn't for uh, him leading me to just pause for a moment one of the memories that kind of came to my head was one that I wanted to share with you now. And I remember um, back, uh, I think it was about 2015 or maybe 2016, it was when I was still living in South Carolina. And so um, if you are curious in my story, by the way, and this is kind of your first time coming to part of this, um, you can go back many, many episodes. Um, and there's a, I think a six part series that I do called Patchwork. And within that series, I just kind of give my life story um, from childhood all the way up to basically where I'm at now. And through that, it's just this just, just beautiful tale of the Lord's redemption in my life. And ultimately, it's the, the tale of redemption that he can do also in your life as well. But one of those things, if you have been, if you have been kind of following me and, and what the Lord's been doing, in 2016, the Lord called me from South Carolina to Michigan. And so I've been here ever since 2016, currently recording in 2020. But I, I remember it was about 2015, 2016. It was towards the end of my time there in Columbia, South Carolina. And I remember during that time, I was engaged uh, to be married. And um, there was just some difficulties going on during that time. I was tr- I, I felt like I was doing everything that I could in order to, to just be as much as I could be. And so I was working about three jobs at that time. I was a full-time student. And so I was on my way back from uh, visiting the uh, the woman that I was engaged to's um, house, just spending some time with her. And uh, I don't know, I just, maybe you can relate with this. Have you ever just kind of just had a heavy heart? That it, maybe, it's, maybe it's tied to something that has happened, or maybe it's not even tied to anything that's happened, but it's just, maybe just, maybe it's external circumstances, or maybe it's just something that you just kind of wake up and you just kind of feel that pit. That day, I, I had a heavy heart. And so I was driving and I felt the Lord put on my heart to go visit a church that around that time I started visiting. I had a really good friend and his wife that went to this uh, to, went to this church. And, and I just felt the Lord put on my heart to go visit this church because I think it was like a Wednesday and they had like a Wednesday uh, night service. And so I knew that they had a service going on or they were about to. And so I just felt like the Lord put on my heart as I was driving back. Well, Jonah, you know, put pause on what you had planned. I think I probably had to do homework or something. But he's like, you know, put pause on what you have planned and just go to this church. And um, and so I was driving and I think it was kind of last minute. The exit was coming up and I said, okay, okay, awesome. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll do that. I, I start to head to this church and I'm kind of praying. I'm like, all right, Lord, like, you know my heart. Lord, I, I'm, I'm, I just need to spend time with you. And so 
I go to the church and I think it was pretty much at the beginning. I feel like I, I, I heard the whole message and the message that they were talking about was spiritual warfare. And so every single time the topic of like spiritual warfare comes up, I'm, I'm kind of like a little child and I just kind of have an open heart of like, okay, Lord, you know, I, I, I want to learn. I want to grow. Like, I, I don't feel like I know a lot about it. I know what your word says, um, but, uh, you know, teach me, you know, I'm, I'm here. And so I walk into this church, which is pretty much a completely deno- different denomination than what I was used to. But there was a part of that was just like, okay, Lord, you know, I know that they love you and I know that they love your word. So I'm just going to kind of come in as a student and say, okay, Lord, whatever you want to, you know, of, of my idea of you, Lord, just help, help that not be the hindrance for me experiencing you today. And so right after the speaker got done speaking, he kind of walked away and I think there was about to be um, like a time of worship uh, through song, but then he just kind of stops and he turns back and he kind of kind of pauses for a second. He's just kind of praying a little bit and I'm starting to kind of look at him like, huh, something's, something's off, you know, like he's, he's processing something and then he addresses us and this is a big room full of people and he addresses us. He says, you know what, guys, this is this is going to be kind of really off the wall. And I don't even and I'm, I'm kind of like wrestling right now. That's why I kind of had a pause. I don't know if this is like the Lord saying this or this is me. I don't know, but I just can't really shake it. And so I'm just going to kind of share it out there and and let it go, you know, where the Lord wants to take it. But he said, you know, guys, I've never done this before, but I'm really feeling the Lord put on my heart for us to sing a song. And, you know, at this point, I'm kind of like, okay, well, cool. You know, that's kind of normal, you know, at this point, you know. But he's like, you know, but I don't want us just to sing a song. And he's like, I don't want any instruments. But I'm just feeling led for us to sing a song in tongues. And so, you know, as I hear this, and if you're not familiar with what tongues are, in the scripture, um, the the Lord overwhelmed um, a lot of the early church with um, a ability to be able to speak a language that was not their own native tongue. And so if, if you listening or watching this, you've asked Jesus to be Lord of your life, the Bible says that his spirit, the same spirit that, that, that rose him from the dead, the same spirit that was hovering over the waters in Genesis, the same spirit that was working all things out, that inspired each and every person to write in the Bible, that same spirit dwells in you because you are made pure through Christ. So now we have the Holy Spirit and and one of the realities of the Holy Spirit is that the Holy Spirit can enable us to do things that normally we couldn't do before. For one, purity. For two, um, surrender. That's, that, that doesn't really happen apart from the Holy Spirit. The Bible says that it's only through the Spirit that we can even call Him Lord. But another thing that the Holy Spirit does can overwhelm us and give us a gift of tongues. And so we see that within the book of Acts, especially, and and there's debate whether or not, you know, tongues are, are, are still legitimate uh, nowadays, or if it was just uh, for the early church. But at the end of the day, beyond all the, the hoopla and everything of that, I know that I have experienced uh, uh, at least a moment where I have spoken in tongues. And that happened the moment that I asked Jesus to be Lord of my life, June 2011. So I'm here in this, 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 this moment, and he's inviting us to do something that I'm not necessarily super comfortable with, but I'm open to. I know that it's in the scripture. I, it's not a, out of scripture. And so he, he says, okay, look, I, if, if you don't speak in tongues, that's fine. You know, and, and he kind of shares a little bit of his heart. He's like, my heart isn't for us to kind of be divided with this, but I just feel like the Lord just wants to unify us. 
and wants us to um, just 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 respond to what we just heard. And so in this moment, it started off a little awkward, and I was so grateful that the speaker, the person that was talking, he was like embracing the awkwardness. He's like, guys, I know this is going to be awkward. It is awkward for me. I've never done this before. It was just kind of like a little bit of silence at first, and so immediately, I just start praying. I start praying. I say, God, just please help me. Like, I don't know what's going on. Um, but at the same time, Lord, I feel that you are here. I feel a peace here. You know, I know that everything that we've talked about was from your word. I, I know, Lord, you know my heart. You know my heart's just to worship you. So, Lord, just help me navigate this kind of uncomfortability, this awkwardness, and and help me just praise you through it all. And so we're sitting here or standing here at this point. Some people start to sit or, or just, you know, kneel or whatever. But I just close my eyes. I close my eyes and I start to just thank the Lord for everything that he's doing. I start to be honest with the Lord about everything that I'm feeling. And and before you know it, there's people that just start kind of singing. And I'm not really paying attention to what they're singing or anything like that. I'm, I'm kind of just trying to have a moment with the Lord at this time. So, so I start to say, okay, Lord, you know, give me a song, you know, like if I speak in tongues, awesome. If I don't, I don't. Like, it's fine. Like, there's no pressure right now. And so I... I start to sing, and guys, I am not exaggerating when I tell you that what proceeded to happen was some of the most beautiful music that I've ever heard in my life. There was no instrument. There was, there was, there was nothing of, of anybody's skill or anything like that. I, I started recording at this point because I was like, what in the world is happening? Like, Lord, like, I'm just like, I'm just like jumping like within, I'm just like, Lord, this is beautiful. And what, what started to happen, and the best way that I could describe it is that everybody started singing, including myself. We started singing, and some people were singing in, in a language I did not understand. But then at, at the same time, I'm singing as well. It was just this wide, just canvas of colors that was in the room. And so through it all, through all the differences that we each and every, every one of us had, I didn't really know anybody in the room. Even in that moment of uncomfortability, what the Lord did, he wove together this melody. Like, before you know it, nobody was really standing up there leading. You know, at first, the person that kind of felt led to to invite us into this moment, he kind of started. But before you know it, he walks away. And all of a sudden, there's this melody that kind of comes out of nowhere. And each and every one of us, we start to kind of like just add on top of each other. And in that moment, I didn't feel like a, a spirit of, of comparison or competition or um, selfishness or like, hey, look at me. You know, there was nobody singing really loud just for the purpose of singing really loud and looking really cool. But like at that moment, like the, the focus was Jesus. And the song that was coming out was a universal just prayer and praise. And before you know it, and this went on for, for a while, but I didn't feel uncomfortable anymore. The moment that I let go and said, okay, Lord, like I am not gonna box what you can do right now in this moment in my heart and within within this, even though it's uncomfortable, even though it's not what I've thought, 
that I am not going to box it. And and I, I, I just had my eyes closed, but I started to hear the noise and, and it started getting louder and louder and louder. And the song was more beautiful and beautiful and beautiful. And and even though I, I was praying like, Lord, give me tongue if, if, if that's, if that's, you know, if, if you can, if, if, if you want to do that to me and, but he wasn't bringing that to me, but what he did, he started bringing words to my mind and he started bringing a, a, a song that I wrote around that time. And I started just, just singing out loud, Father, oh Father, in you I stand. You consume me. You take everything, Lord. I'm in your hand. And I just continue to sing like, Father, oh Father, oh in you I see. In the chaos all around me, heavy heart rest easy. Heavy heart, rest easy. Heavy heart, rest easy. And then I'll just go back. Father, oh Father, oh in you I stand. You consume me, you take everything. Oh, I'm in your hand. And so I just keep singing that and singing that. But what's crazy is that what I was singing was matching what was going on all around me. And I know I'm getting animated. I know I'm getting passionate. And this episode probably won't have a lot of edits. But guys, all of that to say what I've wanted to talk to you yesterday and what I still feel led to talk to you about today is that there is a word that I feel like the Lord put on my heart through a conversation I was having with one of my best friends a couple days ago. And he was just sharing how through all of this virus and everything that's happening, he's still in Columbia, South Carolina. I'm up here in Michigan, but you know, no matter where you are in the globe, we right now are going through a time of quarantine, of lockdown that, you know, we have to kind of stay as much as we can indoors uh, unless we have to work, you know, but like, so we're going through this time of uncomfortability. And so my friend was just sharing with me. He said, you know what, Jonah, like, like I think one of the hardest things right now for me, especially when it comes to my walk with the Lord, is because I feel like I've been interrupted through my schedule that like it's just kind of, I don't know, I just feel kind of like in a funk. You know, like my schedule was kind of one of the key ways that I was able to kind of lean into the Lord and just kind of, you know, seek him throughout my day. But now that my schedule is all on whack, it's kind of messing me up and I'm starting to trip and fall back into old thought patterns and old, you know, um, struggles or or whatever. And it's crazy because as he was telling me this, this is not the first time I've heard somebody around me that has shared this with me. Maybe in this time of interruption, it's messed up your schedule to the point that you you maybe feel like you're in a funk. Maybe you feel like you've been kind of slipping back or or you feel yourself slipping back to old thought patterns or or whatever. And I can just think of, you know, many people that I've talked to recently that 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 this has been a very hard part of of the season that we're going through as a globe and that uncomfortability of interruption. But when I think back on that memory of of just singing there with people that I didn't know, and it's in a situation that I necessarily wouldn't have chose on my own, but just the beautiful worship that came out of it, it's a reminder to me that, that we, as people, when we have these interruptions, instead of us letting the interruptions just kind of hit us like we, we run into a wall, I felt the Lord put on my mind when I was talking to my friend that this is a time where the Lord wants to pivot what is within us. 
that, you know, it brought me back to, you know, playing basketball. When you're playing basketball, when you come against an opponent from the opposite team and you come against them and you stop, the rules of basketball are is that you can't continue to dribble once you stopped dribbling. But instead of you just giving the ball over, you have a moment where you defend the ball and you pivot you to try to evade whatever it is that is threatening to block you in order to continue to have momentum through what it is that you are going to, the goal that you are going towards, which is the, 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 the goal itself. And as people, whether you are a follower of Jesus or you're not a follower of Jesus, at the end of the day, the Bible says that every knee will bow and every tongue will confess that Jesus is Lord. And what I wanted to encourage you to do or to, or to have a heart posture today, and even me as well, is that may we not give up the momentum, what the Lord has been doing in our lives, what he has been calling us to. May we not give that up in this, what feels like an irrational season, but may we pivot, keep that momentum going in order to continue to work towards the reality and the promise that Jesus says that he, through his spirit, will renew us day by day and from glory, from death to death, from glory to glory, that he is remaking us into his own image. Heavy heart, no matter what you are going through, this is not an opportunity for you to stop, to give up, to give into fear, to give into worry of doubt, insecurity, anxiety. This is not an option to, to, to embrace that and say, okay, I give up. You know, I hit the wall. You know, I thought I was doing good, but I'm not doing good. At the end of the day, it's the Holy Spirit working through us that gives us the ability to do anything. And so I just, I just pray that, that whatever you are going through, that is not an opportunity to compromise, but it's an opportunity to pivot. And I, I wrote this down after talking with my friend the other day. But I was just having a moment where I was just saying, Lord, you know, like help me pivot because I feel like I've kind of hit a wall, you know, and I'm, I'm sure you listening or watching this. I'm sure there's been a time in this whole ordeal that we're going through as a globe that I'm sure there's been a time that panic has kind of overtaken you. For me, it was actually like last Wednesday. I had this moment where I just felt like, Lord, I don't know what's going on. I don't know what to do. <laughs> But in that moment of panic, I guess this was my prayer. I, I wrote this down as I was just kind of talking with the Lord. I wanted to share it with you, but I wrote this down and I pray that this is a prayer for you as well. But I said, no, Jesus, I'm not going to lose the momentum, the intimacy and the drive to obey you and to run the play that you have called me to. Despite the unknown situations and the change of plans, you are the author and perfecter of my faith. And the Lord brought to my mind Hebrews 12, verse 1 and 2, where the author says, Therefore, which were surrounded by a cloud of great witnesses, and the cloud of great witnesses were the, the men of the Old Testament, the, you know, the Abrahams, the Jacobs, the Davids, the, the Rahabs, the Esthers, the you know, uh, Ruths, all the people that said, you know, Lord, I don't understand what you're doing, and I feel so overwhelmed, but Lord, I'm seeking you through it. And it says, therefore, since we're surrounded by a cloud of great witnesses, may we throw off every sin that easily entangles and may we continue to run the race, fixed our eyes on the author and perfecter of our faith. And then it goes on, the author of Hebrews starts to go on and say that Jesus, that he is the one that overcame our sin and death. And so therefore, when we are trapped by our sin and trapped by the fears of death, 
May we look to the author and perfecter of our faith, walking this race fixed on the goal, saying, Lord, you alone through your spirit can help me pivot just like you helped everybody in the scripture pivot through unknown times. And so I was thinking about that and there's so much I can share with you, but one of the passages that the Lord brought me to um, yesterday as I was just trying to pause and say, okay, God, what do you want to tell me? Was a passage in Isaiah 33, verse 6. And the context within this, the Lord is reminding Isaiah that, the, that he is not giving up on his people, even though his people are giving up on him. Through the, through the prophet Isaiah, and he will be the stability of your times a wealth of salvation, wisdom, and knowledge. The fear of the Lord is his treasure. So Isaiah is saying to Israel, he's saying, look, there is going to be a time that even though right now you're struggling in your sin and your rebellion, there will be a time that you, the beloved people of God, there will be a time where you will look to the Lord as being the stability of all of the crazy unknown situations that you are going through. And then he goes on to say that there will be a wealth of salvation, which means freedom, deliverance, wisdom, and knowledge. And then he goes on to say, look, guys, there will be a time where the fear of the Lord will be your treasure, that you will embrace just the reality of the awe of God and how your days are not your own days and your thoughts are not your own thoughts. And that at the end of the day, it's, it's not about your strength or your ability or your wisdom or your knowledge, but that we have a God who is sovereign and that is is actively working all things out. And when maybe we plan something and then we're inconvenienced, that there will be a day that, that you will have such an awe of God that you will just have an open hand to God saying, God, you can do what you want to do because you are the I am and I am not. And Lord, I am yours. I rather trust you than to trust my own feeling or emotions or my own plans. And that passage, just the reality that the knowledge of the Lord will be the stability of our times. I felt like that was a word for, for you and for me during this time that we are going through. And even though the context the Lord was speaking to his, his, the, the Jewish people, we know through scripture that the Lord didn't just come for the Jews, but he came for everyone. For God so loved the world that he sent his only son. And so that includes you and me. And so we are invited within this reality and this prophecy, basically, that there will be a day where we as people will respond to the Lord saying, Lord, you are our stability, not my schedule, not my external circumstances, not even my emotions, not even my strength, but Lord, you will be the stability in our times. And that may, that, that may happen, you know, June 2011 for me, and that may happen today for you, but no matter what. There's a prophecy here. There is a, a promise here that the Lord himself can be the stability in our times if we give up and open up our hands and say, Lord, only you can do what you can do. And I am yours. I am yours. I know I'm kind of on a roll, but I, again, you know, just this, this is something that's kind of been, you know, just marinating within me. But there's a passage in Acts, in Acts chapter 16. I'm not going to read all of it. But just to fill you in, there's a, there's a time where Paul and one of his closest friends, his name was Mark, and we know Mark through him writing the, the gospel of Mark, and Mark was a close friend of the, the early church, of the, the disciples, and a very close friend of Paul. But there's a time where Paul and Mark disagree on where the Lord is, is having them go. At the end of chapter 15, it says that Paul and Mark disagree so that Barnabas goes with Mark. 
and Paul goes on with Silas. And so it's kind of like a sad time. It's, it's something that I don't think any one of them expected. Their schedules <laughs> were interrupted. And, and even though we don't really know the context or how bad it was between John, or, or not John, but between Paul and Mark, we know it was enough for them to separate. Okay, so that's a bad situation. But then I wanted to read how the Lord redeems that. So Paul felt like the Lord was saying, look, we need to go this way and tell people about Jesus. Mark was saying, no, I feel like we need to go to this location and tell people about Jesus. At the end of the day, they were wanting to tell people about Jesus. Awesome. The goal is still there, even though the direction is a little different, but the goal was Jesus. And so as Paul and Silas go on, there's something crazy that happens. And this is what it says in Acts 16, verse 6. Next, Paul and Silas travel through the area of Phrygia, I'm going to kind of butcher some of these names. I'm sorry, guys, but this is not the the point of the the passage. Phrygia and Galatia, because the Holy Spirit has prevented them from preaching the word in the province of Asia at that time. Then it says in verse 7, Then coming to the borders of Messiah, they headed towards the providence of Bithynia. And again, the Spirit of Jesus did not allow them to go there. So then it keeps going on. So verse 8, so instead, they went back through Messiah to the seaport of Tros. Verse 9, that night, Paul had a vision. A man from Macedonia in northern Greece was standing there pleading with him, come over to where we are and help us. So verse 10, so we decided to leave for Macedonia at once, having concluded that God was calling us to preach the good news there. You might be saying, Jonah, that is a random verse that you couldn't even read. Why did you read that? Okay, so right here, Paul is stopped, very similar to how I was stopped last night. I had a direction and the Lord said, no, 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 I have something else. And so there's a sensitivity that the Lord grows within us as we start to listen to his small voice within us through the Holy Spirit that he can interrupt us at any time. And if we are so dead set on our plans, we can miss what the Lord is doing. And and it brings me to this quote that recently I was reading from a a book from the lead singer of a band called 10th Avenue North. So the the lead singer, Mike Donahue, he, he writes this in his book. He says this, trust is believing your future is wrapped in the love of God. Each time we feel the Spirit is speaking, yet we willfully turn away, His voice grows a little fainter against the volume of our well-composed plans. Every time we feel that the Lord is calling us to Himself, through his, to His Word, to surrender, to worship, and we push that down because it's uncomfortable or because it's an inconvenience, then, then we start to oppress the Lord speaking to us. And the Bible says that we can harden our heart. Romans 1 talks about that. But the writer, he goes on to say this. If we would relax our grip, if we would just hold our big dreams with open hands, then God would give and take away as he pleases. And our hearts can grow in the way they were meant to in the steady evergreen soil of trust in God. But when we clench our fist and white knuckle our dreams to the size and shape that we've decided on, we end up squeezing the life right out of them. And then he goes on, before God gives us what we want, he changes what we want until he is what we want. Then we will taste and see God. And when we do, we get better at waiting. And then he goes on to say this, there's so much there, but 
This is the ending of, of the, the, the quote that I recorded. He says this, a simple yes to God is like rebuilding Eden. Heavy heart, my, my hope and prayer for you and for me is that during this time of pivoting, of, of things not going the way that we thought and, and going against obstacles that we didn't think that we would go up against, may this be a season where we stop and not just give up the momentum and the intimacy and, and the calling of God to draw us near to himself and to make us more into his image. May we not just stop because of the obstacles in our way, but may we pivot around and say, Lord, what do you want me to see? What do you want to do? What do you want to take away? I would have missed out on such a blessing if I walked into that 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 church service with a, a, a clenched fist on who God was and who he wasn't and a clenched fist of the box of my theology. But when I opened it up and said, Lord, your word is my anchor. Your word is the truth. And I'm going to allow your word to shape my heart into your image. And even if that goes beyond what I'm comfortable with, I just want to be who you've called me to be. And I want to be more like you. And in that moment, there was such a blessing because I let go of white knuckling who I thought God was. I said, God, you are so much greater than anything I can imagine. And Lord, your word is living and active and sharper than any two-edged sword. And Lord, I just want to respond. So heavy heart, what is it in your life that the Lord is pivoting? Is there anything in your life and within your, your, even your schedule that right now you're, you're, you're looking back on and you say, you know what, that had place of God in my heart, in my life, in my family's heart, in my family's life? Is there anything even within you that maybe you've kind of boxed up and white knuckled and said, okay, God, you know, this is what I am going to do and this is what I feel like you're calling me to do. And Lord, I, I'm, I'm sure of that and I'm not gonna let go. I'll tell you what, guys, I have done that so many times and the Lord has humbled me to just, bleh, you know, like he has broken me down brick by brick to the point that I give up and say, Lord, I felt like this is what you were doing, but Lord, at the end of the day, you can have your will and way in my life. I wanted to read a little bit more things as we start to wrap up today. And, and I pray as I read this that, you know, that you are, that are listening or watching this, that you just have a moment where you just respond to what the Holy Spirit brings to your attention. Again, you might be a follower of Jesus. You might have asked him to be Lord of your life, or maybe you're not a follower of Jesus. And right now, the Holy Spirit is drawing you to himself. But whatever it is, I pray that this is a moment that we can respond. I'm just going to share a little bit of what the Lord started to put on my heart as I was just saying, okay, Lord, what do I need to pivot? But this is what I wrote down. To hell with my comfort. You are my rest, Jesus. Lord, through this time of uncomfortability, you are highlighting where we are improperly placing and finding our comfort. During this season of irrational surrender and sickness, we are face-to-face with the lingering questions that so often we run away from and numb ourselves from. Questions like, what does it mean to be human? What will truly satisfy this longing within me that no matter what I reach for, it is not filled? Lord, you are pivoting children of darkness to be children of light and showing the children who claim the light the deeper darkness that so often we make excuses for that is found within our own hearts. You are teaching us what is and what is not your kingdom and the importance of having a fear of you alone. For the days that we live in are evil and fleeting. 
In this season of pivoting, Lord, you are pivoting young and old to your ministry and to the nations. You are purifying hearts and breaking chains. Your kingdom is advancing and the powers of hell and the schemes of darkness will not and cannot stand against it. From everlasting to everlasting, you transcend our weakness and insufficiencies. You go beyond our questions and our reservations, our doubts and hostility, our pride and our pomp. You surround and hem us in above and below, for there is no escape from your rule and reign over your beloved. Through pain, you heal. Through tears, you lift our eyes. Through our questions, you answer with your love and your resurrection. You are bringing to my mind the time that you led me to that church service with a heavy heart. You led me to a service on spiritual warfare. And as the speaker wrapped up later on, he declared that he felt you calling him to invite the congregation to sing a song in tongues. And even though he's never done that before, what proceeded from the awkwardness within me was the most beautiful music I have ever heard. As the sanctuary of people sung to you from their tongue, you wove it all into a beautiful melody, void of instruments, but overwhelmingly powerful. I remember people weeping, yelling out, laughing, dancing, running, falling to their knees, finding a corner to pray, laying down at the altar. But through it all, there was not panic. There was not anything of divisiveness within there, but there was unity. There was life. There was freedom. There was people praying for one another. There was people coming together to to be a shoulder. There was people listening to burdens as they fell off of the chains that they were holding onto. There was worship. There was the spirit of the living God. Lord, your kingdom in that moment touched earth. So Lord, pivot my life, pivot our lives, our wills, our plans. Lord, help us hold our plans to be interrupted at any time. Pivot our plans to be offerings. Pivot the posture of our hands and our hearts to be open with a loose hold over that which you bless and you provide us with. A verse that I also want to read over you right now as we close is Matthew 6, 32 to 34. And Jesus says this. He says, your heavenly father already knows all of your needs. But seek the kingdom of God above all else and live righteously, and he will give you everything you need. So don't worry about tomorrow. Heavy heart, don't worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will bring its own worries. Today's trouble is enough for today. Heavy heart, Lord God, we just bring our heavy hearts to you. Lord, we want to respond. We want to acknowledge, Lord, that you are the I am and that we are not. We are not. Lord, please, please, Lord, in this season of uncomfortability, Lord, please give us your schedule. Lord, put on our hearts what you want us to do, not what we want to do within the kingdoms that we create on our own. Lord, you are unmaking us through this hard time, through this hurt, through this pain. But Lord, we can rest assured that what the enemy means for evil, Lord, you will and you are using for good. Lord, this is such a beautiful season that we are in right now. Lord, I pray against, Lord, we pray against the idols of comfort, the idols of sports, the idols of even ministry. Lord, anything that takes place over obedience to you and over just being who you've called us to be, first yours, and two, 
to, to be a servant to those that you've called us to, to our families, to the people around us, to the nations. Lord, anything that, that puts itself above you, even our own schedules and our own plans and desires, anything that puts itself over you is an idol. And Lord, we are humbled because we identify that we are prone to wander and we are prone to worship the creation and not the creator. So Jesus, forgive me, forgive me, forgive me. Lord, I don't want to walk away from this season not learning how to pivot when, when there's things that happen that are beyond my control. Lord, I don't want to. We don't want to walk away from this season not learning how to pivot when our schedules fall apart and there's the ruins that are there, but in the ruins, there's a worship service because we identify that you, brick by brick, will rebuild something even greater than anything that our previous plans was built around. So Jesus, we just want to respond to you. Lord, I pray for the, the hearts right now that are heavy, the hearts of panic, of confusion, of chaos, of fear, of anxiety. Lord, I pray for the hearts that have not yet surrendered control of their lives, of their plans to you. Jesus, please, please, Lord, bring us to the identification that we on our own can do nothing apart from you. Jesus, while we were still sinners, you died for us. So Lord, help us respond to you, whether it's our first time responding to you or whether we have known this truth, but, it, but we have grieved the spirit to the point that that truth is it bringing us to an awe and a brokenness and a praise. Jesus, please rebuild the ruins that remain in our lives right now, the inconveniences, the uncomfortabilities. Lord, blow the boxes up in the compartments of our life. Lord, you are either God of all or you are God of nothing. But Lord, we come in humility, identifying that, Lord, we need help for you to be Lord of all in our lives, in my life. Jesus, I pray for freedom for those that are feeling the weight of shame right now. Lord, you do not offer a spirit of shame, but you offer a spirit of freedom when we realize that it's not by our own strength that we are healed, but it's when we let go of our strength, when we let go of, of even our ability and we realize that, Lord, apart from you, I am nothing. And it's only by your spirit working through me and through your resurrection that I can have victory over the sin, shame, and death. Lord, I pray for those that right now are feeling the, the, the just oppressive spirit of suicide. We rebuke that in the name of Jesus. Lord, shame is saying that there is something wrong with me. Guilt is saying that there is a problem here. Lord, may guilt lead us to repentance. May shame go back to hell which it came. Lord, we are not what we have done. We are not what we are doing. We are yours. And so, Lord, help us repent. Help us turn. Help us pivot away from the sin that so easily entangles, as Hebrews 12 talks about. But may we fix our eyes upon you through humility and a heart posture that says, Jesus, we are yours. Lord God, thank you for pivoting me away from my plans and my schedule in order for there to be something greater to come out of it. Lord, I surrender this episode to you. And Lord, I just thank you and praise you that you are the God who changes hearts. And it's upon your name and your name alone that we look to during this time and even after this time. Whether we last a day, a week, a year, a decade, five decades, six decades, eight decades, however long this life here is. Lord, this life is not our home. 
And Lord, we are just temporary citizens of this world. But Lord, our eternal citizenship is in your kingdom. Lord, may your kingdom come. May your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And use us to do that through your spirit and through surrender. Give us humility and teachability. Jesus, please use us. We are yours. And it's in your name we pray and we surrender. The name that is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Jesus, it is you and you alone that we look to. Thank you. It's in your name we pray and we surrender. Amen. 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 Goodness gracious. I'm looking at the time. I still got time before I have to go to work. But God bless you. God bless you. May this be a catalyst to pivot you away from just staring at the enemy right in the face, but saying, no, 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 you are not where I'm going to focus, but I'm going to focus on the Lord and the God of God and the King of Kings, the one that transcends every situation and external circumstances or even internal circumstance that I'm going through. That this fear, chaos, panic, worry, anxiety, you are not my God, but Jesus, Yahweh, you are my God. You are the one true God, and I will follow you for all of my life. Heavy heart, rest easy. God bless you. Lord willing, I'll talk to you next week. I'll see you.